everyone, this is Leslyn Keith. I'm President of the Board of Directors at the Lipedema Project and Director of Research. Welcome to Living Well with Lipedema. Today I have an excerpt from a presentation by Maureen Macbeth at our Innovative Solutions for Lipedema and Lymphedema Virtual Symposium that was held in October of 2021. Maureen Macbeth is a physical therapist practicing in Maryland in the U.S. She is certified in lymphedema and lipedema treatment. In this excerpt, she talks about the pillars of care for lymphatic and fat disorder treatment and how the patient's mastery of self-management comes with learning self-care skills that work for them. She is a firm believer in shared decision-making to help this come about. We need to get the lymphatic system moving. That's what the science is telling us. And it's through many different ways that we can do it, both internal, external things. We need better diagnostics. All of us know that we need to have better imaging. We need diagnosis to happen earlier. And I think the science is pointing to how we can do that. And then lastly, we need tools and resources, especially education about nutrition. So what are the barriers? Well, one of the big ones is the gaps in the basic science and even clinicians' understanding of revised Starling's equilibrium, the fact that most doctors and other healthcare providers receive less than one hour of education about the lymphatic system in medical school. I just asked a client who is a physician. She spoke with one of her fourth-year residents, and they had absolutely no idea really what their lymph system did. They said, oh, yeah, I think they said something about immunity. So we have a big problem there. And finally, there's a lack of resources for nutritional support. And we need to understand that at the heart of most effective self-care is people understanding that the five pillars of complete decongestive therapy were the MLD, were the skincare, were the exercises, were the bandaging or use of compression. And we need every single piece of this, but what's the missing pillar, right? I think it's nutrition. And this is what Lipedema Simplified has been doing all along, by the way. So thank you. So this is really exciting. We've got to insert nutrition in as that sixth pillar. And without it, I don't think we can get good efficacious care. So food has to be part of the treatment, real food, incremental changes in how we get involved with getting back to eating real food, getting support. That's absolutely critical. And in my mind, we need to track and trend things and use science. And I have very high tech body composition measurement device in my clinic. And I'm actually able to show the power of using keto with my patients and they get to follow their numbers. So it's really exciting because I can show them it's not just about their weight loss. And one of the biggest things I focus on is making sure that my patients don't lose muscle mass. None of us can afford to do it. And in this particular case, from early June until I had my last reading before doing this presentation at the end of September, my patient was able to decrease their fat mass from 32 to 29%. And you can see this is over 10 pounds of actual fat mass that was reduced. Now my patient can see this visually. We can, you know, do all kinds of other volume measurements to look at this. But the really important thing is that we were able to actually increase skeletal muscle mass as a percentage of their body weight, even though the relative amount of muscle mass decreased ever so slightly. And this is where we have to have science. We have to have data to help guide what we're doing. So you say, okay, Maureen, does this work over the long haul? 
Well, it does. So this is a wonderful case that I want to show you the number of treatment that this took. So if anyone's ever heard me speak before, we talk about this slow introduction into self-care. It doesn't just happen overnight. We don't just change on a dime overnight and start to, you know, radically do different things in our lives. Robust self-care is anchored by time. It's anchored by that slow, you know, implementation. So you can see the initial, the fat mass and the weight to show my patients progress. And in 2018, we had five total visits and it was really that part of negotiating the plan that we're going to talk about in a little bit about how the shared decision-making and that was us getting ready. And in 2019, as my patient was preparing to embark perhaps on surgery, we spent 30 visits establishing habits. And this was over the course of a year. And in 2020 during COVID, when they had their first surgery, actually, we only used 23 visits. And you think, wow, that's interesting, right? She was having more intensive treatment done with surgery, but I actually needed fewer visits over the course of that year. And you can see the continued progress that's made. Now, some of these blips in the increases have to do with some water things that happen after surgery, but the overall weight was steadily decreasing. And this year in 2021, we've had another surgery, even some complications, but we've only needed 19 visits. And really, this comes down to the fact that my patient had been learning skills this whole time and was able to take on more of this self-care management. Well, shared decision-making is something that should be happening everywhere in medical care. And it's when you take someone's preferences, values, and their understanding, and you combine it with the clinician's skill and expertise, and we come together to get a pragmatic treatment plan with aligned expectations. And it's not just between the patient and the therapist, but it's the other providers. It's everyone in and part of that team, your multidisciplinary team. You know, shared decision-making is the standard of care, but unfortunately it's not the standard practice. And we know we have a lot of discrepancies like that in the lymphedema and lipedema world, but it involves things like this. This is my brain. And this is when I'm starting that conversation with my patients The first thing is, what do they want from treatment? It's not what I want, but I really have to get into my patient's mind and where they are on their journey. And I often, you know, look at them that first day and say, okay, what garments can I imagine them wearing? And what do I imagine them being able to do functionally? Because that may be where we have to start our treatment. And of course, unfortunately, I have to know, do they have durable medical equipment coverage to afford some of these things? And with that resource expectations, I have to look at both time and money and really look at, do they have that extra set of hands at home? So that's going through my brain immediately as I start the shared decision-making process from my patient. But this is where it really comes down. We have to listen. Listening is probably one of the things I have learned to do better and better as my career has gone on. And it's at the heart of shared decision-making because I have mad skill set, right? I can decongest anyone, I can help anyone do that, but that's only if I'm there with them every day, 24 seven. But that's not how it is, right? I have to really know what my patient can do, know what they want to do, ask a lot of questions, and just keep paying attention to the little details that come along. Thank you, Maureen. I can see why you get fantastic results because of your philosophy in treatment. And if you found this excerpt interesting, 
Remember, you can purchase the recordings of this and all of the other amazing presentations from each of our virtual symposiums by visiting our website, lipedema-simplified.org and clicking on the Lipedema Symposium button. And thank you to all of you, our listeners. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, you can subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, or here at this website, lipedema-simplified.org slash flash, where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. You can now also follow Living Well with Lipedema on Amazon Music and get new episodes when they become available. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us again next time for another Living Well with Lipedema Flash Briefing.